is the Cheap Jump Shots Podcast with your hosts, Matt Sidney and Chad Cohen. Hello and welcome to the Cheap Jump Shots Podcast. I am your host, Matt Sidney, and getting shots up with me in the gym is Chad Cohen. Chad Cohen, how are you, buddy? Swish, swish, baby. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's just hilarious because... We, I know there's this like feeling right now that this is just a super legit podcast all of a sudden, because although people listening can't see us, we both have uh, new microphones, like a real setup. Yours is better than mine, but I mean, who's measuring? We do have, we do have new mics. It's a new mics, new day. It's really exciting. Yeah, man. Like what's, what's going on? What are you going up to this week? It's been a good week. Been a light week. We changed over some rotations at work. So a bit of a lighter schedule and just been getting a lot of stuff kind of life together. Went to my local tailor for the first time. That was fun. Nice. Um, I didn't understand everything she was telling me. Okay. But I think the clothes are going to come out great. And so I'm excited about that. I had to go to men's warehouse and pick up a suit for an upcoming wedding. So things are good on my end, man. I threw up from drinking too much this past weekend. And I'm almost 30. So I don't know. I don't really necessarily know what that says about me. Let's see. I stubbed the shit out of my toe yesterday just by myself um, on the couch. But other than that, you know, life is fantastic. You know, I couldn't be, I couldn't be doing better. Yeah. It sounds like it. So you just stubbed your toe, just chilling on the couch or what were you no, doing? No, no. Take a picture. No, I was, I was, I was getting up to, clean something up i was getting up to like clean my plate and i like slipped a little bit and i just kicked the shit out of my couch but you know you win some you lose some it it's probably uh, yeah i probably did yeah no it's actually been a pretty yeah it's been a pretty shit week actually i ordered food on monday that got uh picked up by somebody else <laughs> so like I'm ready. I'm ready for, I'm ready for a different day. In your apartment, is there an area where they leave like deliverable food in the lobby? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they can't, uh, my, my complex has two doors, two sets of doors. Mm-hmm. You can get into the first set, but you can't, unless you have a key, you can't get into the second set, but anyone can access from the first door to the second door. Anyone under the sun has access to come get my food. And they do. It's happened now three times here. So. Interesting. Interesting. What's, I'm going to throw you a question. What's like the most amount of time? Cause my, my apartment has the same thing. It is inside the, the lobby though. Yeah. But I walk in sometimes late night and I see like Chick-fil-A and McDonald's just chilling out there. Yeah. Who knows how long it's been out there for. Sometimes I go out at night and I see it and then I come back at night and it's yep. still there. Like at what point, how many hours, minutes are we talking even? Like, when is it reasonable that like, I'm like, that person's not having that food. I should not take it. I'm not going to lie. I think it was like two or three weekends ago. I left on Friday night and there was a bag of Chick-fil-A on the ground. It was like a big bag too. So it looked like they probably had some like good shit in there. When I came back Friday night, it was still there. I left Saturday morning. It was still there Saturday morning. When I got back Saturday, it was still there. I went out for a walk on Sunday. It was still there like 11 a.m. on Sunday. And I thought to myself, well, this is mine. And then second thought was, this is probably pretty gross. And then when I came back from my walk, it was gone. 
I don't know if somebody else ate it, if they finally picked it up, if someone threw it out. Yeah, I, I'd like to think that, that they got their food and ate it because I think that's really weird. And it's also a power move because everyone in the complex knows that you just waited 48 hours to eat your food. Everybody knows that whoever ate that Chick-fil-A Dude. was probably shitting their brains out for at least a few days. Yeah, either that or they're dead. Or they're dead. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Two, <laughs> options. Two options. It's, it's a little A or B. A or, a or B. B. All right, buddy. Um, so low right now in in terms of like the NBA sphere. Obviously, we got summer league going on. You know, free agency sort of settled a little bit. It seems like the trade market's kind of slowing down. I just kind of want to just ask you some questions, rattle off some stuff to you, kind of get your take on some stuff, and we can kind of bob and weave our way through. You know, what kind of ambiguous episode? Um, I don't know if you're. I don't know how you're feeling about that, but I, I just kind of wanted to get your your flavor on. You know, any teams are like that you're excited about after this off season. Currently, you know. Because of summer league, because of the draft, because of free agency, because of trades, you know where where are you at right now? I have a couple teams in the east and a couple teams in the west, but just take me where you're going right now. Yeah, I I, I, did, I have the same. I want to start east because west I feel like is a bigger picture thing. I cool. love what's going on in the west, so I feel like east is a little more uh, a little more straightforward. I think. Cool. I think so. I have four teams in the east. Two of which I'm are like kind of tied for third. I'm gonna and I'm not gonna go right into my like my most excited team in the East. Okay. And excluding the Celtics, obviously. Yes, I excluded the Celtics. Yeah. But my number two team in the East for sure, Pistons. Pistons. Okay. I'm super amped about the Jay Nivey and Cade Cunningham backcourt. Second year for Cade to kind of get going. Slightly bigger backcourt, but I love. I'm I'm excited to see where they where they go, and I kind of like Detroit as a city a bit. You know, they haven't had a good team since like the mid 2000s. I'm excited to see where that goes. Some athletes for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I know you know you probably know about more of their big guy that Jalen Duran or something, but I know they got some young some young guys over there. Sadiq yeah, Bay, Isaiah Stewart. You know, he's a he's an exciting you know athletic big as well. When he's not trying to like absolutely just bulldoze over, who was he getting into a fight with that one time or something? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they they should allow fights in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back on track. My my next two, I'm, I I am going back and forth over them. I'm excited, both for like different but similar reasons, and I'm just gonna say them together. Knicks and Wizards. Okay, interesting. So. Yeah. I don't, I would love to hear your commentary on the Knicks. I don't give a shit about them, but I wrote the Wizards down as well. Oh, okay. So, so give me, give me some, give me some Knicks news. Give me what, what's, what's tick, what's tickling your Knicks? Knicks, what's <laughs> tickling my Knicks? Honestly, I'm just so intrigued about where Donovan Mitchell's going to go. And I think that everything I'm hearing is that I believe he's from that area. There's always buzz with New York. They just made the move for Brunson, which is just, I like it and I don't. And then I think of them trading potentially RJ Barrett, who's now really starting to get his legs underneath him last year. If they package him and all their first round picks for Donovan Mitchell, that is, that is a splash. But then you look at their backcourt and you're looking at Jalen Brunson, what, 6'1", 6'2", 
Donovan Mitchell 6'3". You're looking at, like, this tiny-ass backcourt. Like, I don't know. They just, like, it intrigues me, the fact that they may trade for Donovan Mitchell. Will that happen? No one is kind of as interested in the Knicks anymore. They yep. got, like, RJ Barrett, who I'm kind of intrigued about. So, yeah, I threw them on there. I don't know. I'm kind of, like, I'm really intrigued about are they going to make that big move that, like, New York talks about every year? Is Tom Thibodeau ever going to play Cam Reddish? Right? Like, is he finally ever going to crack the rotation? Is Obi Toppin going to finally become a rotation guy? Is Mitchell Robinson actually decent? Like, we don't even, you know, know about him, right? In, in theory. Yeah. And they just re-signed him to, like, a yeah. pretty, like, sizable deal. I think worth a little more than what we signed Time Lord to on the Celtics. You know, are they going to give him, like, significant playing time? Is he going to stop fouling? I don't know. I think they got, like, they have an intriguing young core that – I, I, I want them to make a little bit of noise and selfishly, I also want them to do better than the Nets. So, okay. Why Let's, don't you give me your, um, your, your few, I'll come back to my number one and then I'll, I'll kind of give you a roundabout to my uh, excitement for the wizards as well. I don't have like a number one, two or three per se. I just have a couple teams that I'm interested in. The Washington wizards are one of them. I have, so the three teams that I'm interested in are the Indiana Pacers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Washington Wizards. My honorable mention is the Brooklyn Nets, because I just think it'd be so funny if they trade Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and then Ben Simmons is running the show. I'll start with the Indiana Pacers. And I think it goes back to last season when they absolutely, and I know this, this, might, this might ruffle some feathers, when they fleeced the Sacramento Kings into trading away Tyrese Halliburton for DeMontis Sabonis. I think Chris Duarte takes a leap. I like the re-signing of Jalen Smith. They got Isaiah Jackson. You know, they just traded for Aaron Smith. They still have Miles Turner, you know. And the person that I'm the most excited about is Benedict Matherin. I think he's going to be a stud. And I think him and Tyrese Halliburton together are going to be great for years to come and i haven't watched him during summer league hand up i've only seen the stats in some of his highlights this kid can cook i mean he is an assassin and he's got confidence out his ass so i'm i really like this team i don't really have much to say about the cleveland cavaliers other than i think they have a lot of options you know i, I really do i think darius garland is a stud i think he's only going to continue to get better I think Evan Moby is a, he's, I think he's going to be Anthony Davis 2.0, but I'm really intrigued with all these mid-level contracts that they have, that they can use with, you know, some of the youth that they also have. And that doesn't, that just completely excludes like Colin Sexton too, which I have no idea what they're going to do with Colin Sexton, but like you, Lori, what go for it. I was going to say, you really stole my thunder here. They were like, they were my number one. Like <laughs> I, I only ranked because of how excited I am about the Cavs. <laughs> okay cool well then yeah let's, i mean let's let's bop back and forth on this i mean there's just endless and then and then we obviously we'll, we'll touch on the wizards as well because that's funny that we had you know two two of the same two of the same teams so you you hit a, a lot of the points of why i'm excited i mean top reason darius garland and evan mobley obviously i think darius garland i mean he made the all-star team last year yep he's really poised for a big breakout again, I feel like. 
Same. I think Evan Mobley getting more like PT, Jarrett Allen. I love that they're going to that two big lineup like that with those two guys. I think we're going to see another big breakout by Evan Mobley again. Um, and like you were saying, all those contracts, they still have Kevin Love and Sexton. Sexton can play. If he comes off your bench, that's an awesome six man. Or he's someone who I feel like they could potentially make some splashy move with. I agree uh, in the sign and trade market for sure. And, but yeah, and again, like, like Lori Markinen, Karis mm-hmm. Levert, all these 15 to $18 million contracts that you can either group together or trade off. Like, I just, I just think that they're in a really awesome position. I completely agree. And I think, I think they stuck it out for a long period of last season where they were close to that one seed yeah, or they were the one seed for a long time. Um, I pretend, I see them potentially as like a top four seed in the East. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm curious to see what they do on the wings. I think they need, I think you need a better two, three on that team. Not like a, not a two and a three, just either, or I think they need a better wing. I'm just, I'm excited for them. And I would actually love, cause they don't get free agents. I would love it if they just pulled like a, a, a NBA changing trade out of nowhere and then just made that leap. I think that'd just be, that'd be really cool for Cleveland. It would also delegitimize everything LeBron's done there, which is a big plus for Boston. A like, let's get it. Um, yes, sir. But, and I also just, I mean, that's, that's, that's funny that we both had that. And I, I want you to touch on the wizards and why you're curious, why you're like really excited about the wizards as well. Well, you're saying slashy trade, can Cleveland bring in Bradley Beal? That's kind of like my, the crux of my reason to be excited about the Wizards is just kind of Bradley Beal re-upping there. Is he going to stay? Is he going to get traded? What's going to happen with that? Um, I, I just love Bradley Beal as a player. Um, he's a fun guy to watch. And yep. I just kind of want to see what's actually going on there. And, you know, who knows? I mean, who knows? That's yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Actually, that'd be, that'd be pretty badass if Bradley Beal got traded to the Cavs. That'd be, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, all right. So then switching conferences here, Western conference teams, what do we got? I'll stick on the train of ish of Bradley Beal. Okay. Loyalty. Okay. Taking us to Damian Lillard. Oh, okay. One of my excited teams. <laughs> Trailblazers. <laughs> See what I did there? I, I, I just, I have a soft spot for the dude and Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Yeah. And if you're going to like, I just, if, I want to see a healthy season from him. I want to see him get back to that, like clutch time, tap his wrist, like Dame Lillard that we were seeing like two years ago, playoff run, all of that. Um, and they actually made some tangible moves this offseason to at least do something. Okay. To at least do something. Okay. I don't know if they're better necessarily. They got rid of CJ McCollum. They've now brought in Jeremy Grant. They still have Yusuf Nurkic. Shaden Sharp apparently injured his shoulder. I don't know if he's going to be able to start the season. They still have Anthony Simons. I mean, and then they have uh, so many other young guys that were playing that I couldn't even name because Lillard wasn't on the team. So I couldn't have given a shit about them last year, but he moves the needle for me. And I want, and I, I just want to reward 
loyalty in his sense. And I loved his press conference when he was re-signing, all the things he said about bringing a championship to, you know, where he's been for his career would potentially be better than, you know, winning it somewhere else. Again, a lot of what I've heard is you don't know until you've won somewhere else what that would be like. And obviously I've never won an NBA championship, but as someone watching from afar, like I do enjoy seeing someone that loyal to, to a, to an, to a team that is not a big market. I think it, it, we need more of that. I was going to put the trailblazers out there, but they didn't trade for OG and an So I dismissed their yeah. entire off season. Yeah. That's you're dead to me. All right. <laughs> roll with I it. Think- roll. I don't uh, just roll with it. Roll with it. Roll with yeah. it. Who's up? Who's uh, up next? Obvious one. Thunder. I'm all in. Okay. I'm all in on Josh Giddy. I'm all in on Chet Holmgren. SGA is already there. You got Paul Kashevsky. Like, I'm all in. Cool. Next. Next. There's a lot in the, the West. Grizzlies. No. Grizzlies. You're going to give me... Okay, after the Grizzlies, you're going to give me one more. No, I'm rattling off all of them. Grizzlies. Okay. okay. I, I, I want to see if they're actually legit. That's, that's my thought. Uh, they came in the second seed. They had a better record, it seemed like, without Ja. I want to see if they're legit. That's, and they're an exciting team. They're, like, they're super exciting. Ja's awesome. I fucking love him. He's talking a lot of shit. All that said, I want to see if they're legit. Now, let me rattle off some. Nuggets, health. Pels, Zion. T-Wolves, they just did this blockbuster trade. Is it going to mesh? And then Spurs. What are the fucking, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? I don't even, like, they have, it doesn't seem like they have anything right now. And I, and I just love pop. So, so those are the teams that you're most excited about? About half of the West I'm excited about. So you're excited about the Spurs because you don't know what the, you don't know what the fuck they're doing. I want to see what pop is going to like bring out in some of these okay. random guys. They have Josh Primo. Like, let's just see what they're going to do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. I'm, they have, I'm... They, they don't have a singular exciting guy in their team, which gets me excited. All right. I mean, I'm not going to. I, I think the West is super intriguing to me. Sure. Then intrigue it up, baby. What about you? Let's hear it. You hit on two of mine, New Orleans Pelicans and the Denver Nuggets. Right. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. Jamal Murray coming back. I love the KCP trade and then the Bruce Brown pickup. I think those are big moves for Denver. I'm excited about that. Obviously, Jokic being back-to-back MVP. That's that's crazy. Um, not back-to-back. Is he a back-to-back or just two-time MVP? I want to say back-to-back. Okay. I don't know. Who cares? But Michael Porter Jr.'s health is obviously the big thing there. And then they have boring-ass Aaron Gordon, who, whatever. New Orleans Pelicans. If there's ever a time to try to throw your trade chips in to get Kevin Durant on the team, get him on the team. Roll CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas, and Kevin Durant. I just think that I just think that'd be a fucking incredible lineup. If you have to get rid of Brandon Ingram, that's fine. We all know I love Brandon Ingram. That that intrigues me. Just general Zion being back. What does he look like? Is he going to continue to? Is he going to build off of what he's already done? which is just uh, annihilate people for a six foot six, 480 pound behemoth of a person. It makes no physical sense how he's that athletic being the size of a planet. I just, it just makes no sense. But my mo the team that I'm most excited about in the West is a team that you heard it here first is getting a guaranteed playoff spot when I don't even, it's, it's what, 18, 19 seasons since they've last been in the playoffs, and that is the Sacramento Kings. 
Yes, they completely fucked up the Tyrese Halliburton trade and they got to minus the bonus. We look past that. That's that's last year. This is this year. I love the Keegan Murray pickup. And then what do you have to do to win championships or to get to the playoffs to win games in the NBA? You need wings. So they get Malik Monk from the Lakers who had a career year. Love that pickup. You get you trade for Kevin Horder. Love that pickup. You get Terrence Davis back from injury. That's going to be just, just another addition to that wing group. Chimeze Metu, Nemius Keita, like these guys. Rashawn Holmes off the bench is just – Davion Mitchell year two. I'm excited. I don't, I just, I can't help but be excited for this team. I, I think this team goes to the playoffs. I, I really do. I, I'm pretty gung ho on it. You know, you, you hope that De'Aaron Fox can, you know, keep adding elements to his game. If he, you know, it's, it's, it's him, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, John Morant. If only they could get a three point shot, how dangerous could they be? You know, we probably will never know for Russell Westbrook and John Wall, but there's still time for De'Aaron Fox and John Moran, especially. Just that team is still so young. And then obviously, and then having a nice guy like Harrison Barnes, like maybe move Harrison Barnes for like a John Collins or something, you know, and and really kind of solidify yourself as, as a force to be reckoned with. I, they're really exciting to me. And then my honorable mentions, I just have the Golden State Warriors. And I know it's pretty boring. And I know they just won the NBA championship, but they brought in the sexy ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. So I just, that just can't go unnoticed. And then just the general growth of Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and James Wiseman, who looks like he actually might be decent at basketball in summer league. I don't know, man. It's, it's exciting stuff. I think I'm more, I think I'm with you though. I'm definitely more excited about the West than I am the East. No, I I think you made great points about the Kings. I actually, I, omission right there on my end I think they are I think that they could kind of contend you know and and sneak into just like a firm like six seed or something maybe okay Uh, hold on time out are we okay do we put a future do we put a future on the Kings to win the championship this year championship (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) I like maybe future on getting into playoffs (laughs) go bigger go home baby go bigger go home let's send it dude the Kings are all about the rings Kings are all about the rings 2023. Boom, done. Tat, tat it. Okay, <laughs> you, heard it, you heard it here first. If the Kings win the 2023 NBA Finals, I'll get, a, I'll get a Kings tattoo. I'll do it with you, man. I'm right there. Or do we do it now like that Celtics fan who... Yeah, idiot. That sad story came up two games short, and what do you do with that tattoo after that? He probably kept it. That's true. But yeah, no, love Kings pick. I, 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 I'm, I'm excited about what they're, what they're doing over there. Um, I think again with the Warriors, it's so annoying, but their young guys are exciting. Yeah. And Tuminga looks like a fucking oh. right now. You know, we hear a lot, at least I have, about potentially the Warriors going back in and dipping their toes into the KD sweepstakes and bringing him back to the team. I honestly think that again, they just won the championship. They have a perfect moment to bridge the gap between their old and young guys. And yep. If they could win the ship this last year without playing Kuminga, Moody, really in the finals at all, and James Wiseman didn't even play like at all really during the season, <laughs> right? Bring those guys into the fold, and you actually, you know, give them more time during the season again, and they they get their their feet underneath them, and then they can be real difference makers. And they would have been. I mean, we all talk like if Kuminga could have played in the finals, and they had a little more, you know, if he was a little more ready, maybe who knows why they weren't playing him, but. 
he would have been a great guy to throw on Tatum and Brown as just an extra set of uh, another athletic guy who can, you know, six, eight, six, nine, you just, you get extra bodies out there and his offensive game looks really good too. So. Those are, those are my teams that I'm, that I'm really excited about. Again, I mean, I think, you know, I think there's just one thing that's, that's pretty certain. And it's just that the intrigue around the NBA is just crazy. It's a fun fucking time to be a fan. It's, and it just, you know, people say that the NFL is king and like they, you know, they don't have any quiet seasons, but the NBA does a phenomenal job of being 1B to the NFL's 1A. And like, and the league is just in great hands. Like the league is just in great hands with so many talented players, like so many up and coming talented players. It's, it really is just crazy. And I, I just get, I just get really excited about it. And like, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready for the season. Dude, I'm right there with you. It's crazy. I am so ready for everything just to pick back up. But I, you know, it, it's nice that there's still plenty of time left to just build that excitement. Cause then when it starts, it's just. Obviously we go from, you know, we, we, there's a range of emotions, right? There's, we're really excited about these teams. And then there's the other teams that were like, Oh, they suck and they're pieces of shit. No one wants to watch them. I guess, I guess not no one wants to watch them, but they're just kind of like, they just really underperformed in the off season. I have one team in the East and one team in the West who I have as my biggest losers of the off season. And I would love to get your opinions on it. Let's hear it. My biggest loser of the Eastern conference is the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, going into the off season was pretty apparent. You just need, they just wanted a center. They wanted a center and then they didn't want to really sign miles bridges to a max contract because conscious of the cap. Now you might not want to sign him to a max extension because he's a huge fucking asshole. He's a bag of shit. So I won't go into that. We don't need to, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. We all, you and I know how I feel about domestic violence. You do it once you're out of the fucking league. You can never play again. That's my stance on it. You had an opportunity to trade, to trade, to get Jalen Duran in the draft. And then you had that weird ass trade with the Knicks that a pick will convey at some point in somewhere in some time in, in some multiverse. You still have oft injured Gordon Hayward on the team. You draft Mark Williams instead of Jalen Duran, which is fine. He's like, he's a big guy. He blocks shots, whatever. You still have Kelly Uber off the bench. James Booknight, maybe he can become something. You still have PJ Washington. And, and, and Mason Plum, but like, what are you doing for as the Hornets? Like, what are you doing to try to win? You have Lamelo Ball, who is is a stud. He's a he's a very good basketball player. Why aren't you actively trying to help him? I feel like they're they're not trying to help him at all. And then my biggest loser of the West is the Dallas Mavericks. Losers. They had no business making it as far as they did in the playoffs last year. They just didn't. Luka Doncic is going to be Luka Doncic. He's a beast. He hogs the ball. He's, his stats are overblown because his usage percentage is – he's 110% of the offense. So what do you do? You go get Christian Wood. Fantastic. Christian Wood. Oh, he sees the, he's the savior, and you, and you lose Jalen Brunson. Maybe he's not worth four years, $110 million – I don't know if he is or not, but if the team's willing to pay him for it, then he is. But like considerably, the team is considerably better 
when Jalen Brunson plays, even either with Luka Doncic or especially without. You got Christian Wood before you lost Jalen Brunson. If it's a cap move, you have uh, you have like Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Davis Bertans, Spencer Dinwiddie. You got a bunch of guys that you could move who don't hold the same value. And even after you lose Jalen Brunson, you don't do shit. How, where, where are we going? Just where are we going? I just look at them and I just go, that's a – Christian Wood is a guy who gets nice stats on losing teams. There you go. I just look at it I just go, they're just two big-ass losers. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I think that we haven't seen Christian Wood play on, a, you know, a competitive team yet. So I am intrigued by that. He can stretch the floor for Luca, so I think he could be a good fit there. I agree, though, losing Brunson for literally nothing is sucks for them. I mean, he's an awesome offensive stabilizer. We saw it in the first round against the Jazz. They needed him to win that series against a Jazz team that literally, you know, now has blown themselves up. So for them to, you know, need Jalen Brunson and lose him against a team that, you know, that shouldn't even have been together, that could be a big loss for sure. I agree with you, but the Mavs are probably my most disappointing team in the West. I agree with the Hornets. It's sad, the whole Miles Bridges situation. He was an exciting player last year. Obviously, I agree with you. You know, I think we both feel the same way about a lot of these off-the-court, off-the-field issues. Um, so I don't want to belabor talking about him. Uh, the only thing I would add in terms of, you know, disappointing or team them just, like, don't care about right now in the East the 76ers. I just don't want to hear about them anymore. Until they actually make it past the fucking second round of the playoffs, please stop telling me that they're going to be title favorites or Eastern <laughs> Conference favorites or they're a competitive team. I fucking love Joel Embiid. I love him. I think he's great for the game of basketball. I love that he's a shit talker. We need more of that. But stop fucking talking about them as a team, a cohesive unit, doing anything of like notable stuff right now. Doc Rivers blows everything. They got James Harden is not himself yet. And so... I just, I'm just tired of, I just don't, I don't want to hear them mentioned until they actually make noise. They have multiple MVP winning PJ Tucker. I, I, it's, it's, it's yeah. actually a decent move that I still don't care about I, because it wins something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just like so tired about hearing anything about that. Agreed. Agreed. I, yeah. I want them to get Ben Simmons back on the team. <laughs> that, that. <laughs> whatever they can do to get Ben back. Whatever I need to do to get Ben Simmons back to Philly, you bet your fucking ass I'm going to do it. So I have I have something for you. Um, I'm just tentatively going to be called Hot Potato. Ooh. So I'm just going to give you a trade idea. I'm going to tell you whose side of the trade that you're on. And you give me instant reaction. Yes. Would you accept the trade? No. Would you not? And then one really quick reason why. And then we move on. Boom. I got three right here for you. You are the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you trade Taylor Horton Tucker to the Indiana Pacers for TJ McConnell and O'Shea Brissett? No. I think Taylor Horton Tucker is the best player in that deal. And also, I'm, I'm pretty sure just as younger – 
the same age as O'Shea Brissett, so I keep him. Okay. Now, you are the Toronto Raptors GM. Do you trade OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., Precious Achua, and two first-round picks to the Jazz for Donovan Mitchell? No. I think the Raptors are a team built around a great coach and Nick Nurse who can – is like – built a team who is better than is better than like this. What is it better than the sum of its parts or whatever the expression is. So I don't want a small backcourt in Van Vliet and Mitchell. And I like the other guys. OG and is, I mean, you, you love him. I, I think he is obviously underrated. So no, I don't do that deal. Okay. Last one. You're the Nuggets GM. Do you trade Michael Porter Jr. KCP bones Highland and four first round picks for Kevin Durant? Yes. Heartbeat done. Do it now. Uh, yes, obviously I'm not as high on MPJ until he can actually get his ass in the fucking court. So, and at this point, the Nuggets have enough young guys, send it, win now. They do that immediate contenders. So yes. All right, cool. And that's hot potato. (laughs) Hot potato, baby. I like that. I like it. I like it. So that's all. I mean, that's all I got, buddy. I thought it was perfect. So do you want to do like a quick outro? Just be like, all right. And thanks for listening or something. Yep, I got us right here. Oh, too easy, bitches. What do you think of that'll do it for here? That'll do it. Jesus Christ. That'll do it for us here on the hardwood. Thank you so much for listening. I love that. Yeah. Dope. All right. Now let's see if I can say it without fucking it up. (laughs) No, next take is it. This is it. Do you mute yourself? You muted yourself. Okay. And that'll do it for us here on the hardwood. Thank you so much for listening. Jump shots. The podcast. So where should I talk? Where do I set the settings on? All right. So go to zoom.us. Yeah. Go to preferences. Mm -hmm. You'll see audio. Yep. And then where microphone is, drop that down. You should have um you should I need to plug my mic in. Oh, yeah, dumbass. <laughs> Legend! <laughs>